Bible says that by faith, Abraham did a lot of things. And Abraham believed God. And God counted that for righteousness in his life. And the only way you're going to have any righteousness in your life is for you to believe God. You have to believe God. And the only way you're going to get to go to heaven is if you believe God and trust Him, accept Him, this wonderful gift that He wants to give you. Notice coming down the hallway this morning on the way to come in here, some pictures of your missionaries out there on the wall. Uh, Dr. Walter and Cora Birch have been my friends for years and years. I don't know how far back. Pastor Mike and Donna Tallman, when I first started This ministry in West Virginia Christian Education Association, they kind of gave me a leg up on how to do everything. So I I have to say thank you to them. They're very dear friends. What a blessing it's been. Brother Larry and Elizabeth, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, And the children today. You know, if you cannot believe that Christian education is important As you looked at these little children up here this morning, these young kids, and the joy that they get in doing things and learning, that they didn't climb up out of some kind of primordial ooze, but God created them and loved them and gave his life for them. Yesterday was Armed Forces Day, and May is National Armed Forces Month. So if any of you served in the military, either directly or or as a spouse or parent or whatever, would you please stand right now? Thank you. Thank you so much. Pastor Bird asked me to focus a little bit on the holy calling of a Christian school. And what he doesn't know is that is exactly what my message was going to be about. And then this morning... Brother Cross got up and read my text. Thank you, Brother Brother Cross. Judy Judy will tell you that I just had to pick up my Bible and it fell open to right there because my notes were all in there. But good morning, Emmanuel Baptist Church and Christian School. Thank you all so very much for your ministry to all of Clarksburg and your sending people out all around the world, and I want to thank you so much for that. Also, on your bulletin board, your missions bulletin board back there, there's a young couple named Daniel and Sarah Seringa. She is from Brazil. She gave that young man the best cups of coffee every morning at Northland Baptist College that he ever got anywhere. And I was up there speaking for an educational event, walked in the cafeteria to get a cup of coffee, and Daniel walked in, and Daniel grew up, a few, one street up from where we lived in Morgantown, Judy and I, uh, we knew uh, his parents and, and those little boys as they grew up together. Uh, Daniel has a twin brother named David, and he's off in uh, flying airplane somewhere, the last I heard from him. But uh, thank you for supporting these young people. I know they're doing a wonderful work for the Lord on the field. Thank you. Pastor Bird and Mrs. Bird and and all of you here at the church for taking such good care of Judy and I since we arrived late last night from uh, uh, flying in here from 
across the state of West Virginia. We flew in by uh, a 2011 Avalon. And <laughs> what a blessing. Uh, the trip was a good night's rest last night. And, and this morning they ran us out of there because they were getting ready to uh, spray stuff on the, on the driveway and they didn't want to repaint my car or something. Was that what they said, Larry? Something like that that we had to, to watch out for. Uh, but it reminded me of another flying experience that we recently uh, experienced, and that was as the pl- plane was preparing for takeoff, uh, this Christian lady began reading her Bible to calm her nerves. You know, anytime you get excited or distraught about anything, pick up your Bible and start reading it. See how much calmness God will bring into your heart from that. And the man seated beside her asked what she was doing, and she explained what she was doing, and he responded, but you don't really believe the Bible, do you? She said, I believe every part of the Bible. But that's ludicrous, the man said. And she responded, he responded, to her, he responded to her, how can you believe any part of what you're reading? And how could that have happened that a, a man, a man got swallowed by a whale and stayed in its belly for three days and nights and lived? And she said, well, actually, I believe that. I believe that. I believe every part of the Bible. But how could that have happened, he said. And she said, well, I don't know all the details. I'll have to ask Jonah when I get to heaven. And just to be antagonistic, the man responded, what if he isn't in heaven? Then you can ask him, she said. (laughs) That's my only joke, Mr. God's way, God's way is very, very important. People all the time demean and make fun of you for having a Christian school. The public school system seems to have a new mission in life. And that is anything that might benefit you in any way for the tremendous job that you're doing is wrong. And it ought to be taken away from you immediately. You have great friends. Uh, I think there's three or four different Christian school union bosses that have heavily handed, uh, treated every Christian school with disdain across West Virginia. But if you want to do some neat research, why don't you find out how many people in the Department of Education and how many people in your legislature have sent their children to Christian schools and ask them why. Ask them why. I saw uh, disparaging news the other day with regard to kindergarten students being required to, to choose what sex they are in school. You know, the Bible has a great deal to say about education. The Bible has given us much instruction, God has, and wisdom For every moment and hour of all the days of our lives, I promise to be 
20 minutes or less. So just bear with me here. He says in Psalm 78, 6, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. You see, we are to perpetuate the truth of the Word of God from generation to generation to generation. That's the only hope that America has, is if we do that. So what you're doing is work, that if there's any work that will save the United States of America, it's what you're doing. Each generation of people tend to regard their own times as the most significant of all, toward which all past history has been merely a preparation. The fact is, however, that God has been our dwelling place in all generations. And He is equally concerned about all the generations to come. The young black Haitian girl who became one of our first black legislators. Poor kids out of the hollers of West Virginia going on to be a senator. Maybe even someday the president of the United States. These children are up here. There is no limit to what they can do if God is on their side and lifting them up and holding them up. And that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. Training up children in the way that God wants you to. Let's see what you have to say here at Emmanuel Christian School about your own school. You have spiritual and academic excellence. Is that something that should be part of a school? Yes, absolutely. You have an experienced and qualified faculty, a quality Bible-based curriculum, which is a requirement in the state of West Virginia that you have a quality curriculum. But yours is Bible-based. And why is it important for yours to be Bible-based? Because All wisdom comes from God. And do you know that every subject, even those hard math, where's the math teacher? Okay, God bless you. We all love you. Um, Because every subject is based upon God's wisdom and God's knowledge. Okay? God put all the order in the math that you teach your students. And the Bible says that from back cover to front cover, and it's called biblical integration into every Christian classroom. In fact, every day, in in part of every one of your lessons, you should have a Bible, part of the Bible integrated into that, along with prayer for the students, so they can understand how the wisdom that they're learning in the classroom comes from God, comes from God. The Word of God. You have a wonderful fine arts emphasis. We saw a part of that here today. Beautifully, beautifully done. Uh, Nick playing the new instrument. Uh, Eva, did she ever look down? No, she's got that memorized. I'm telling you, but Eva, that is a beautiful, wonderful truth that I hope you will live your life to declare to people all around you. And... We have a college preparatory curriculum so that when you leave here, you can go to college anywhere you want to, okay? I hope you'll go to a Christian college. 
at least for first, the first couple of years. You know, we have a pretty good school right here in West Virginia that you all support. And if you want to become an elementary teacher, I can't think of a better place to go than to go see and work under, learn under Dr. Cora Birch down at Appalachian Bible College. But I won't, don't want to dwell on telling you where to go to college. You'll choose that. And accreditation is an eventual goal here. National accreditation, I know, is an eventual goal here. But the process here begins with an excellent Bible-based kindergarten program that gives children the foundations for future academic success. And maybe someday, I don't, do you have a daycare and a preschool and all that yet? But uh, amen, you know. Uh, I know some programs where they have a daycare and the daycare funds the school and everything else because it's such a, a good, safe, wonderful place to bring little babies and children. Uh, there's an old saying, you know, uh, where there's no ox, the stall stays clean. But the, and the more the children are part of your programs, it's going to be a little bit harder to keep everything pristine and clean. But you're producing something that will last for all eternity when you're doing that. Our high school program challenges students and provides them with solid background in, in preparing them for college. And ECS graduates are equipped to enter both Christian and secular colleges, etc. The key to excellence in education, however, is the quality of the school faculty and you, you parents and you grandparents. It's so important that these children are supported in their educational process from home and from grandparents and from others that, that are, are in their lives every day. So if you're helping them and you're helping your teacher, you're the important part of education that God says you are to be. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, and I won't read through all those verses again, but I just want to emphasize to you that here at Emmanuel Baptist Church and Emmanuel Christian School, you are making a great difference. Making disciples who make disciples also is an important part of your ministry. I was speaking to an elderly gentleman this weekend, and he said, Do you know that when I was a boy, everybody believed in God? Everybody believed in God. He said, Maybe not all of them were saved. But he said everybody believed there was a God. Do you know that today most people don't believe there's a God? And they're going down pell-mell. That's an old term. Pell-mell means go really fast, right? Down a path, the wrong direction in America. You're helped here also. Uh, Pastor Bird mentioned this earlier by the American Association of Christian Schools. And it's been my privilege at WVCEA to provide any help that I could for the past few years. I'm not going to quit. I'll just, you know, give up the leadership role. You are getting, you are getting one of the greatest young men who has a full doctorate, earned doctorate, in education, administration, and leadership that I know. I've been picking at him for years, one bite at a time, to try to groom him to come in and step in to this ministry of West Virginia Christian Education Association. You all, many of you already know Dr. Dan Brockie. He's the administrator down at Grace Christian School in Huntington. He's been involved in Christian school ed- ministry for about 40 years, I believe. 
So he brings with him great expertise. He serves on our National Accreditation Committee, has for years done that. And he will bring wisdom and knowledge, and he will bring resources that uh, I have not been able to over the years. He's going to continue to grow things on maybe the little foundation that Judy and I, my, my sweet wife here who has been by my side, uh, you guys know that they can boss us when we need it to go in the right direction just a little bit, urge us, prod us. Uh, but she's been a sweet, sweet uh, servant of the Lord by my side for all those years, and I appreciate her very much. But just how does WVCA and AACS work with you? And I'm just going to go very quickly through this, and then I'm going to get through my points. And services. There's legislative representative. We've spent hours at the Capitol. We spent hours at the nation's Capitol trying to affect policy from our legislators and people that concern you, concern the important things that, that, are, that you need to know and that are needed to protect us. And I hope that uh, the newest member of the West Virginia Christian Education Executive Board is uh, Pastor Jason Bird over here. He serves on the pastoral committee of that board, and uh, he has been a wise counselor to a lot of us for years. He's been very interested in everything that's going on. I get lots of calls from him. I've gotten calls from him in Washington, D.C., and in fact, put him right on the telephone with a national attorney to help with, with a, a situation, et cetera, that he took care of. Also, school accreditation, child development accreditation programs, uh, professional teacher and administrator certification, placement services for people who need jobs, state and national website pages, a legal hotline for a from AACS and the Christian Law Association to help you. Sometimes legal problems come. We don't expect them or anticipate them, but people will accuse you of things anymore just to get your ministry destroyed in any way that they can. Achievement testing, the American National Christian Honor Society, uh, AACS programs that have retirement programs, health plans, all those kinds of things, student competition, you've been part of that. We have uh, fine arts, Bible, music, speech, art, academic competition, chess, athletics, soccer, volleyball, boys and girls basketball, cheerleading, girls softball, boys baseball this year have been added. Uh, I saw a baseball team up here, guys. I saw a basketball team up here. I've seen, you know, they're here. The students are here. You've got to grow them up and uh, train them to do those things. And... Student Leadership Conference that we have every year, the first week in November down at Appalachian Bible College for at least grades 10 through 12 should go to that. Uh, Brother Larry's aware of that and knows you know, what a great program that is to train students to, to accent the blessings and identify the problems they face as senior high students and to discuss how students can praise the good and confront the evil in their schools, to apply God's principles in life situations and to have leadership sessions Daily God and I times. You know, one of the important, most important part of my life is to have God and me time. God and I time. If you start your day off any other way, it's going to be rough going for you. I can almost guarantee that. All right. 
We have a statewide education convention that comes in October, national legislative conference in D.C. that you ought to make sure your pastor goes to once in a while. That is a great, great time to get a flavor of what's happening in Christian education nationally. And we have a national Bible academics and fine arts competition. And then in the summer, we have professional development programs. And in the summer, a national youth legislative training conference where they get to go to Washington, D.C., learn how to be uh, legislators, go over to place like, places like the Arlington National Cemetery to meet and actually take the places of some of our legislators for a little while. And it's such a shame that their, their, uh, their legislation doesn't get to stick right away. And now my message. Short, three points. The Lord has given parents, hasn't he, the responsibility for children and their education particularly. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, we, we heard that this morning. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And God said of Abraham, For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep away, keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And it declares in Proverbs that we are to train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from them. And train them up, fathers. Train, train them. Provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We have to remember why we're doing what we are doing. Developing the student, the child, in the image of God, in the direction of God. Jesus Christ was the virgin boy, son of God, is the designer, the creator, the preserver of all things, and is to have the preeminence in all things. For by him, for by him, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, or all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. For it pleased the Father that in him should all dwell, all fullness dwell. So you see, we did not come up out of some primordial ooze in a swamp somewhere. God created all things. God made all things. And we live in a society that does not even believe that he exists. But their only hope is for you to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with them so that they may hear the truth and believe the truth. And you know there's so many of them out there that want to know the truth. They're seeking after the truth. I've had a couple of tours in in a combat situation where I did not see anybody that really didn't believe there was a God. I mean, they all, there are no uh, foxhole atheists, I guess is one way to say that. They're just not there. 
all those people that cuss and swear and drink hard and do all that other stuff, when the bullets start flying, their heart starts crying out to their creator for safety and help. Education. Education is, about, is a function of the home and parents and the church. And education is all about the person of God. He wants you to inculcate your students. He wants you to fill their hearts and minds full of his word that the reason that they are alive today is because God created them and he made them and he has a purpose for their life. He's the only sovereign creator. And I'm going to move quickly. Secondly, God ultimately owns everything. The cattle on a thousand hill and all the children. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. Since God owns all children, he has first claim upon their life. Do you understand that? God has first claim upon that that he owns, and he owns the children. And the claim of God upon children should be reflected in the nature of the education program that you're providing to them. And this is because God is also holy. Holy, holy, holy. The angels cry day and night around the throne of God. Isaiah declared, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and His train filled the temple. You know, we can see God through the belief of our heart, our mind's eye, trusting the the Bible and what it tells us about who God is. And you need to pass that on to these wonderful young children that they can grow up in a society and refute the lies that are being taught by Satan to all the children that are in a different school system today. God is holy. He said, For I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy, for I am holy. There's a new nature that comes when we believe in the eternal sacrifice that the Lord Jesus Christ brought when he paid the cross, paid the penalty for my sin and your sin. The only one, by the way, that could. The only one that could pay for your sin is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he did that for you. And with nails, these ugly nails and with a hammer, an old rustic hammer, Roman centurion and soldiers nailed him to a cross and hung him up in the sky for the world to laugh at and mock and rebuke while his mother stood afar off with unbearable grief, I know, coming down her her breast. But she knew this had to be. He knew. Jesus knew. He had to die for you. And he had to die for me. Otherwise, there's no hope for us. We wouldn't be able to have eternal life. Our sovereign and holy God has primarily given the task of educating children to the parent. But he can delegate, you as parents can delegate part of that responsibility to Pastor Bird, to your new school administrator to your teachers around the room, to fellow students who will live godly lives before them. 
A teaching function is also being given to the church, which may assist in education as parents desire. And please note that the government public school system will not operate in this way unless there's a great revival in America. You know, when I was a young man in school, we prayed before every meal. We prayed before the day started. We stood up and said the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. We stood up and said the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. You can, you can strike that one off your list, Judy. Huh? Amen. I'm trying to go fast. At the beginning of America, schools were started for what purpose? Huh? You guys know what the purpose was when schools started? To teach people the Word of God, the Bible. Do you know what the first major book published by the Congress of the United States of America was? What? The Bible. The Congress published the Bible and sent out gazillions of copies of it to this world that we live in. Why? Because they understood the importance that that Bible would have on the lives of its citizenry if they did that. And they wanted to teach you your grandfathers, your great-grandfathers, all those people about God's holiness. They wanted them to know about that. In 1647 in colonial America, a legislative act was passed called the Old Deluder Satan Act. Do you know what that was all about? That was a situation where they would take up money and start schools all around communities so that people could learn the things they needed to to live. And the Bible was the most important part of that. God's way is a holy way. Therefore, God has not given the task of education to human government. Children belong to God and not to parents or to the state. Neither do children own themselves. You know, you don't belong to yourself. Eva... Those women don't own their bodies. Their bodies and that little soul inside their bodies belong to God. And I'm praying for America, and I hope all of you are, that we will, we will figure that out pretty quickly here and start saving millions of lives instead of aborting them, murdering them. It's murder. Cold-blooded murder is what it is. All at the sake of what? This is my body. I'll do with it what I want to. Uh, I'm sorry for that. I'm not sorry for saying that. But the issue of child ownership, God's claim upon children, and its principles of authority and discipline and responsibility for educating children are all treated in the Bible, and they grow out of responsibility and the biblical teaching that concerns the person of God. He is the answer to these three persistent questions in our lives. Where did I come from? Do you teach catechisms to children here? One of the first questions is, where, do you, where did you come from? Do any of you know the answer to that? Where did you come from? Who made you? God made you. That's right. Secondly, secondly, Why am I here? 
Why are you here? What is your purpose in, in being alive today? What is it? It's to praise God, to glorify God. Wonderful children. You guys are doing, you're getting an A plus so far. Okay. Now the next question you've probably already figured out is where am I going? Where am I going? That's wonderful. That's where we, we should want everyone out there that we run into today, we should want every one of them to go to heaven with us. God wants them to go there. It's not God's wish or desire that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God states that himself. God's way demands holy living, to either live in obedience to the command of Christ and thereby have a great and rich success in life, or to live selfishly according to the world, the flesh, and the devil, so that you lose great peace, success, and eternal reward. In this world, there are many religions. I'm concluding. In this world, there are many religions. There are millions of different proclaimed deities, gods, in this world. So many different religions. And which one do we have? We have the only one. Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That is exclusionary. That will be prejudicial to every other religion in the world, including humanism, which has become a great religion in the world. But do you realize the great truth that Christ spoke there? For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the only way. Many religions, one way, and that's God's way of salvation. For all have sinned, the Bible tells us, and come short of the glory of God. But God commended his love toward you and me. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for me, for you. The wages of sin we're taught is what? That's what we deserve. All of us deserve death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto salvation and with the, and unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans chapter 10. You can be saved right now in your seat by praying with me this prayer. If you all bow your heads with me, if you've not ever been saved before, I'm asking you right now to do something that will be the most wonderful act you've ever taken in your life. And that is to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to save you. You can be saved right now. Pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe that I'm a sinner. And that you died to pay for my sins. 
were buried and rose again. I ask you to save me and come into my life today. And by faith in the word of God, I receive you as my Savior. Amen. And with your head still bowed and your eyes closed, if you pray to receive Christ as your Savior today, would you just stick your hand up so I can see it for a moment? Just raise it up for just a moment. I see that hand. I see that hand. Praise the Lord. Thank you all so very much. Lord, we want to thank you for your grace, the grace of God that brought salvation to us. Thank you for this, these two people, Lord, who raised their hands to say, I have trusted you today as my Savior. Thank you for Emmanuel Baptist Church and the Christian school and this ministry. God bless their day. It's, I know it's a long day, maybe a little warm out there, but Father, we want to praise you and thank you for the gifts that you've given us for all our Christian schools across America and the state of West Virginia and worldwide. And Father, we ask that your hand of protection would be upon this place and these people and that you would mightily glorify yourself in them and in their lives as they trust you and live for you, trusting that God's way is the best way and that we must follow you. In Jesus' name, amen.